It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Uh, if you missed the last segment, you want to go pick up the uh, the podcast of this one. Uh, it's International Children's Book Day, and uh, we read the book, What Do You Do With a Problem? And I think it is more applicable for the adults than the children. The, the illustrations are beautiful. You should check it out. Also, on our uh, text line, uh, we've got people chiming in with best uh, children's books. Uh, one, The Very Cranky Bear. I think I could probably star in that one most mornings. Uh, said it was a great one to read. Great one to read to grandchildren over FaceTime. Love that. Uh, the Book with No Pictures by B.J. Novak. Uh, also uh, a good laugher, apparently. Uh, Stinky Cheese Man and other fairly stupid tales. <laughs> that one sounds like one for my afternoon read today. <laughs> so anyway, we are preparing uh, to come to a uh, general conference, a very unique general conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, where downtown will not be teeming with people, uh, will be quiet. This is going to be all uh, online and over the airwaves. And as always, KSL will have special coverage in between conference sessions. And uh, we're very pleased to be joined in studio by Maria Chaleos. Maria has uh, two specials, really. You have kind of the teaser uh, on uh, Saturday morning from 8.30 oh, I to do. 9. I'm going to get you all set up and ready for the conference specials. And then uh, I'm going to tell you about Raising Generations. Yeah, so this will be 1 o'clock, uh, 1 to 2 o'clock on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So in between sessions on Sunday, 1 to 2, Raising Generations. Uh, tell us about that, Maria. So what we have done is we have talked to a couple of parents, uh, one who is a motivational speaker, Gaina Lynn Condi. Mm. She uh, is one of those people who likes to put out inspirational messages. Right. She is kind of driven. Her big why, she says, is um, that her sister died by suicide about six years mm. ago. So she is one of those people who is really trying to reach out, send positive mental health messages, mm. but they include many, many spiritual references as well. So we spoke with her, and then I spoke with uh, Simon Greathead, who is the father of four, lives in Mapleton, is a professor at BYU about how these changes are impacting his family. Oh, fascinating. And really what we've learned is, since they've just gone into effect... Very recently, January, um, right. I think we'll play a portion of my interview with Simon Greathead, and he, and he pretty much sums up how it's going. I'm joined by Simon Greathead, a parent who is adapting to the changes within his own home. I think many of the objectives are the same. I just think it's going to take time for us as a family and a church to, to fully utilize all these tools, like an orchestra, if you will, to sort of uh, create this this great melody with with our young people. And so it's going to take time, but I think it's a wonderful opportunity for us to personalize my sons and my daughters' uh, personal growth. It is such an it's been such an interesting year. The transition away from uh, programs like 
Boy Scouts uh, and uh, moving more to this home-centered approach mm-hmm. to things. Uh, it's really a work in progress, and I think that's something that we really have to remember. And COVID-19, the earthquake, all of these unsettling things have really made it more challenging for families to yeah. implement all of these things. So yeah. truly a work in pos- progress. But both of the people I spoke with, I have to tell you, were just so positive mm-hmm. about how this is going to impact families. Yeah. And Simon, he's very practical, too. I mean, he talks about Boy Scouts. I mean, the sons are going to miss the outings and the campouts and sure. things. So they're still trying to figure out how to implement those social aspects. Yeah. But he says, oh, my gosh, it has simplified the life of their family so much. Oh, great Not point. to have so many different events to go. And it saved his budget. Scouting was expensive. It is expensive, And yeah. some of that money can now be used, you know, yeah. for his family. But he says implementing the structure that scouting had is going to be interesting for yeah, his family. Yeah, for sure. If because just, it was successful. Oh, yeah, if you're just joining us, we've got Maria Chaleos in studio uh, talking about her special, which will be part of a series of specials in between conference sessions over uh, the conference weekend coming up here. And uh, as I was getting ready to, to chat with you about this, uh, Maria, the – uh, I went back to this quote. This is an old uh, J. Reuben Clark's approach, but I think it, it really kind of hits where the young people are today. Uh, he said this. He said, the youth of the church are hungry for the things of the spirit. They're eager to learn. Uh, they want it straight, undiluted. You do not have to sneak up behind them and whisper religion in their ears. You do not need to disguise religious truths with a cloak of worldly things. You can bring these uh, truce to them openly. <laughs> and this is the part I love. There is no need for gradual approaches, for making religious stories sound like fairy tales, for coddling, for patronizing, or for any other childish devices. Oh, boy. So as you went through this special and met with these parents, uh, how are how are they trying to do it? Because I think, I think this is true. I think the young people of today are ready for this kind of approach. They, oh, don't, yeah. they don't need Disneyland anymore. They can do it straight. But how are people right. doing that from what you learned? So Gaina Lynn Condi, she, she says a lot of what you just said there. Kids want to talk about the important issues yeah. of the day. They want it straight. They don't want you to cover up the stuff. They want to talk about it, have good conversations. Yeah. She says what she's found is the most important, that we have to find ways to connect them to one another, especially during the current COVID crisis. And we do talk about how this pandemic is impacting families in trying to implement this structure in their homes. Oh, that's great. We actually did something in uh, my neighborhood with the the young men. We have quite a crew of young men. uh, And we did a ice cream social distance Zoom meeting. (laughs) So one of the boys went around the neighborhood, dropped off packaged ice creams for everyone, and then everyone got on Zoom and and chatted uh, while they had their ice cream. So there are some creative ways out there to be sure. She has some wonderful service ideas, too, in that interview that people want to listen for. Wonderful. We'll look forward to that. One o'clock on Sunday, special uh, Rising uh, Racing Generations, hosted by Maria Chaleos. Maria, thanks so much, as always, for your insight. Thank you for having me. All right. And that's as I mentioned, that's part of an entire weekend uh, of specials and uh just a little snapshot for you on some of those. Uh, on Saturday uh, at noon, after the Saturday morning uh, session, uh, we'll have a costly cure, which is hosted by Kelly Pierce and John Wojcik, uh from KSL, uh, talking about all kinds of interesting things in terms of the soaring costs of prescription drugs, how Utah families are dealing with that. Uh, I have a special coming up at 1 o'clock on Saturday in between sessions of conference called Finding Peace in the Storm. And we're going to drill down on both mental health issues, on anxiety, depression, uh, and how do we deal with that? How do we deal with that in our young people? How do we deal with that in our criminal justice system? 
And most importantly, how do we deal with it ourselves? And as we're in this very interesting phase, uh, one of the real challenges, of course, is isolation. And we need to make sure we're we're reaching out twofold. We need to make sure if we need help, we're reaching out. Safe UT app uh, and a host of other resources available. We'll talk about those. Uh, but also make sure we're reaching out to others. We all have people in our circles uh, that uh, could use a text, could use a phone call or a FaceTime or a Zoom meeting uh, to stay connected and, and stay on top. So there's a, a host of things that we can do. So that'll be my special at 1 o'clock on Saturday. And then we have a host of others coming uh, Saturday afternoon and Sunday in between sessions. Uh, one uh, that I'm really looking forward to, Mary Richards uh, has one on uh, the First Vision Bicentennial. So you want to stay tuned here on KSL News Radio for all of those and wall-to-wall coverage on everything that takes place over the conference, General Conference Weekend of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, we got just about a minute to go before uh, we take our final break. Uh, as we've been talking about uh, children's books, we've been talking about uh, Voices in the Storm, and uh, one of those voices that uh, we often underappreciate, uh, if you follow this show at all, you know I'm a, a big fan of, I think, one of the greatest speeches in one of the most difficult circumstances, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, first person to speak to the nation after the bombing at Pearl Harbor. And she knocked it out of the park. Her husband gets a lot of credit uh, for his speech uh, given later, uh, but she was the first one. She had a, a weekly radio show. And she talked to the nation. I want to play just a portion of it, but listen not only to the calmness in her voice, but listen to what she calls the nation to do. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm speaking to you tonight at a very serious moment in our history. The cabinet is convening and the leaders in Congress are meeting with the president. The State Department and Army and Navy officials have been with the president all afternoon. In fact, the Japanese ambassador was talking to the president at the very time that Japan's airships were bombing our citizens in Hawaii and the Philippines and sinking one of our transports loaded with lumber on its way to Hawaii. By tomorrow morning, the members of Congress will have a full report and be ready for action. In the meantime, we, the people, are already prepared for action. For months now, the knowledge that something of this kind might happen has been hanging over our heads, and yet it seemed impossible to believe, impossible to drop the everyday things of life and feel that there was only one thing which was important, preparation to meet an enemy no matter where he struck. That is all over now, and there is no more uncertainty. We know what we have to face, and we know that we are ready to face it. All right, that's uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. The rest of that uh, message is uh, even better. It, it it just builds. I love the fact that she raised this, we're, we're ready for action. Uh, she went on to talk about, she went on to talk to the young people of the country. She talked to the mothers and the wives. She talked to the husbands and fathers uh, and went through why we were prepared for that hour. It's a brilliant, if you haven't listened to that or watched that or read that, Eleanor Roosevelt, first person to address the nation after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, uh, it is magical and it is the kind of leadership uh, that I think everyone is hoping for and longing for in the country, whether that's at the national level, the state level, the local level. Uh, it's about having that voice and that call to action 
uh, as I look at where we are in the midst of this coronavirus crisis, we're we're at this pivotal moment where we've we've endured and we've we've made the initial push. We've made the initial push for a couple of weeks now, uh, but now we're in this real critical phase of oh, this is going to be longer than I thought. This is serious. And now we got to gear up and it's going to take each of us individually. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, this is a we the people issue. And so we have to be ready for that. Uh, And then we need to be ready to push on to next. Uh, And that's going to require someone to call to action. Uh, And so we need to make sure we're getting that as well. All right, we're going to go ahead, step aside, final break. When we come back, a lot of us have used the excuse, if only I had time. Well, guess what? Now you got it. Find out what you should do with it next on KSL News Radio.